looked at some specimens from roughly between about 48 and 50,000 years old. And when we uh, extracted the ancient DNA trapped in this dental calculus on the teeth, we could find direct evidence of the things that were being eaten, the bits of food debris left and fantastically well-preserved. We found some evidence of woolly rhino DNA, wild sheep DNA. More interestingly, we found some, in, uh, some evidence of edible plants and fungi. So a, a kind of window on the non-meat side of things, is, which has never been really shown before. So, yes, yeah, some really interesting findings related to Neanderthal behavior and diet, but also to more broadly our ability to explore the kind of evolution of human health through these unique records of microbes that live in our mouths, in our stomachs, and on our skins, for example. If we can look at this back through time, we can see how that diet has changed and how these organisms that affect our health today have changed. So you mentioned that this has implications for understanding early human diets, but I hear the word Neanderthal, I imagine a knuckle-dragging caveman who is very primitive and uncivilized. But what really is a Neanderthal, and how does that relate to our early ancestry? Well, Neanderthals certainly have got a very bad press. They were certainly not unsophisticated in terms of their behavior, and I think that idea of of knuckle-dragging cavemen, as you call them, is clearly something which we don't really perceive anymore. What's really interesting about Neanderthals, they are the most recent relative of ours, uh, went extinct round about 40,000 years ago. So for a brief period of time, some thousands of years, anatomically modern humans, Homo sapiens ourselves, and Neanderthals uh, were in the same environment and properly in contact because they were basically mating with each other. So we have the genes of Neanderthals still in us today, and we share 90% of our DNA with them. They're not extinct. Neanderthals are still with us in our DNA. Typically, I associate paleontology with digging up bones and looking at artefacts, but actually you've managed to infer quite a lot just by looking at teeth. So what's going on on people's teeth that can tell archaeologists such as yourself so much about their lifestyle? If we look at these uh, bits of dental calculus that are stuck on teeth... This is essentially plaque, is it? So if you don't brush your teeth, you get this kind of yellow, um, soft material that basically sits around your gum line. For reasons that nobody quite still understands, if that's not brushed off or cleaned away, so it becomes hard and it becomes calcified. 99% of it is bacteria. A a small proportion of it is uh, the the leftover bits and pieces of your food that you've eaten. So we we realized about 30 years ago, maybe dental calculus would be a a way to get direct evidence of diet. But in those days, we couldn't really do it. And so it's taken us 30 years to get to the point where the the revolution in genetics and next generation sequencing is actually now opening up this field. And I think it's incredibly exciting. So to be able to track the evolution of pathogens and the microbiomes that have evolved with with us and with our recent ancestors and and, uh, long dead ancestors is something that's going to be relevant to the major work that's going on on modern-day microbiomes because clinicians realize just how important for our health these ecosystems in our stomach and in our mouths are. And so if we can track it in time and space, then we can have a new window to help understand some of these questions. You know, our obesity and diabetes um, problems in the world haven't just sprung out of nowhere. These are major changes in our diet, major changes in, our, in the way we are living, And we can track that now in a new way. What is the biggest difference in terms of our lifestyles, in the way we live today, in terms of our modern diets and our early ancestors? A range of things. I think in terms of diet, 
it's all to do with carbohydrates and sugars now. Those, that's the massive difference, and that's really the last 10,000 years. Uh, so you know, we're not eating wild plants or animals anymore. We haven't got a huge diversity of diet. Obviously, we don't, we don't eat woolly rhinos anymore. Certainly in the uh, period when Neanderthals were around, the, the planet was very different because we had a, it was much colder, it was much drier. There were massive megafauna around that are now extinct. The transition 10,000 years ago with our own species to farming has probably had the biggest impact on our health. So Neanderthals, this transfer of not only their own genetic material, but parts of these ecosystems that live in us and amongst us and have evolved with us over thousands, even millions of years, is something we really don't understand, but clearly is happening. And how that has impacted our own evolutionary history or our health is something we're just beginning to scratch the surface of.